This is the Main Attraction Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Justin Strawn and Ryan Nelson. Welcome to the Main Attraction Podcast, where we discuss the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry. I am your host, Justin Strawn. Joining me each week is the other host of the show, he's got big shoes, Ryan Nelson. Justin, I think we found out tonight, don't ever embarrass Carl. Oh, yes, don't ever embarrass Carl. He was not thrilled about anything going on. He has things in his hands. <laughs> yeah, yes, he does. He has things in his hands. Uh, oh, my. If you've been listening to the podcast since we started the podcast last year, thank you for continuing and making us a part of your day. If you are new to the show, we hope you enjoy it as we talk about the sixth episode of the final season of Succession titled Living Plus on HBO and HBO Max. If you are new or a regular and like more access to the show, visit our Patreon page and become a patron of the Main Attraction Podcast. Go to patreon.com slash the Main Attraction Podcast and you can get Patreon-only content. You can support us at a $3, $5, $10, or $20 level. When you join up, we'll shout you out here on the show. If you want ad-free access to podcast, any level of being a Patreon supporter will get you the show ad-free. doesn't matter if you're coming into the 3 the 5 the 10 or the 20 You do get the show ad-free. There's other things that we get on there besides just the show ad-free. You get some bonus episodes. We have a wonderful conversation on there tonight about our first, best, and worst concerts. So if you haven't taken the moment to sign up for Patreon, you really want to check it out for that. Uh, like I said, really good stuff that we put out there. If you can't be a patron, though, you can help the show out by rating us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can leave us a five-star rating, and if you have time, you can write us a review on Apple Podcasts. Somebody gave us a nice little rating, another five-star rating on Spotify. We could use some more on Apple. We'd really like to get to 200, so if you haven't done that and you listen on Apple, or if you are one of those that are on Spotify and uh, want to help us out there, too, that would just be fantastic. So... If you would like to interact with the show, though, you can send us an email to mainattractionpod at gmail.com. We would love to hear any thoughts you have about what we cover. Any any additional thoughts you would like to chime in with, we'd love to hear those. Any thoughts, any questions, anything that you might want to suggest, we would love to hear all those. So just go to your email and send us an email to mainattractionpod at gmail.com. All right, so... Quite an episode. There was quite a bit that happened in, yeah. in, in this episode yeah. of Succession. Uh, so we always do this to start. So real quick, general thoughts on this sixth episode of the final season. Another incredible episode of maybe one of the greatest shows of all time. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. An absolute roller coaster for the siblings. Yes. Uh, so many highs and lows and just some really messed up kids. But one of them finally had a nice spot at the end he scared the hell out of me i almost had to take some xanax <laughs> yeah when, when the big started, shoes when he started, started yeah when he started swimming i was like oh the, the him and water doesn't typically go together oh, yeah, very well. well man uh sarah snook was running away with this episode right and then like jeremy strong had to do jeremy strong things at the end yeah i know it, it's gonna be interesting to, when we get to our award so yeah, but it was, man, it was a great episode. It was nice because Roman has actually had a really good season where he's looked good. Mm-hmm. And this episode, we realized, oh, yeah, Roman Roy's a screw-up. Yes, he is. He's, he's very much a He screw was up. giving his position because who fires Annabeth Gish? <laughs> I mean, come on. A yeah. Hollywood icon of the 80s and 90s? What is wrong with you? And then... Then top it off with trying to fire Jerry, who, by the way, has pictures that you yes. have sent her, Roman. Yeah. 
What are you doing, man? Yeah, there's quite a lot to, to discuss. So, and then we got. I mean, again, who fires Annabeth Gish? That's right. Uh, and also, I mean, there's. I mean, the siblings are going through quite a bit in this one. Yeah. And one of the things I think that's very obvious in this is Roman of the three is the least prepared to handle yeah. everything he is feeling about his father. Right. Uh, I don't. I, I with. With Kendall, it feels like he has a he has a pretty good grasp on what has happened. Even I, even though I think with him, I don't know that he's really had a chance to process it. I think that's kind of what we see there at the very end of that speech that he's given. Well, he's he's burying. I mean, when they watch that video at first, where Logan looks like an idiot, like Kendall has a smile on his face. It's like let's watch it again. Yeah, no, that and let's let's talk about that. So all three of them have this video sent to them, and they all have mm -hmm. it saved, and they are all watching it constantly. I mean, uh, you start with Kendall watching on this on this big screen television. You've got Shiv who's watching it as well on her own phone, and then we've got Roman who. Who is doing this Creepy. really weird thing where he is playing it over and over, but it's an edited version where he's talking about where Logan says like something things about his genitalia and uh, like that it's was weird, man. that was really weird. Like I said, that's the reason why Roman seems like he doesn't have the first clue about how like he it's well. Roman's always had some psychological yeah, Oedipus stuff. Well, I mean, uh, God we, knows what his mother has done to him. Well, we know that he was locked in dog cages at times. Yes, yes. So, I mean, and that his father encouraged it. Yes, his father encouraged it. So, I mean, I think this is all starting to boil to a head, which... But he's always kind of had this thing for his father because, like, the one person who would always come running back to him, to his dad, was always Roman. It's, it's just so weird. Maybe that's maybe that's the whole dog metaphor because the dog, if you even if you kick a dog, they will come back to you. I mean, yeah. that's that's just yeah. what's maybe that's what they're doing with him. I don't really know. I just wonder if George R. R. Martin is on this writing staff <laughs> that I haven't noticed. Let me look on IMDb. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is it's a fascinating episode for a lot of reasons because yeah, oh yeah. With this episode, Kendall and Roman are, are still desperately, desperately trying to crash this deal. And yeah. obviously, everybody else doesn't want it to be crashed. Everybody else wants it to go through. So they're kind of fighting against everybody else in this thing. And Shiv is... It's like you said, the for, for probably three-fourths of this episode, this is her episode. And she is cooking. Oh, yeah. And she is cooking in weird I, ways I, as well, but she's cooking. Yeah, she smells, although Madsen kind of tips her off to it that they're right. trying to tank it, she smells them right away because she mentions how they acted when, when, you know, when they were children. Right. Because, like, the minute they start talking, she's like, oh, God, you, she's like, boys, you're not good at this. Right. Like, I love that. Like, yeah. And then I love her interaction with Madsen because she is such a, a, a skilled person at this part of like she's almost flirting with him but she's still insulting him which Matson loves right because the whole time i'm thinking girl you're gonna get some blood sent to you if you're not careful <laughs> yeah but, but she's so powerful but also like sexy and flirty at the same time sarah snook is is a very good actress yeah and what's great about her and her character in this is she understands what her 
Well, her biggest asset to any company, to any type of business venture that she's going to have, it's the fact that she understands people and how they work. Yes. And she understands, she understands Madsen. She's had, she hasn't had a, and she understands him based off of just a very quick interaction that she has with him in the previous episode. This is the only time that she's, mm-hmm. she's met with him and been alone with him, but she understands very quickly what he is like and what what kind of gets to him what makes him tick and so this you know this flirtatious but insulting thing that she is doing is something that really appeals to him and it's just a really odd thing to to go about life and finding that the well we also kind of you know have heard before she kind of did it to her dad to a degree yeah Mm -hmm. she did like like, because you know like kendall and roman especially would talk about how she would own him you know and like 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 uh shift knows what she can do she can play the game right she knows how to use you know her her assets uh, and she's good at it and just her her interactions with tom too because there's there's love there there yeah. really is there is and it's a, and it's a weird crazy, love <laughs> it's some weird stuff they like insulting each other and it makes them turn each it, other it turns on them more on, yeah. and and it kind of brings them closer together i really think those two crazy kids are gonna i, I say it every episode i think they're gonna be okay i think so too but also we're still we're six episodes into this and she still has not told him that she's pregnant yeah. yet yeah, what do you was she watching the video of her dad, or was she looking at something from the pregnancy when she was crying? I wasn't sure about that. I, I think she. Uh, you talking about when she went to the room to cry? I don't know that she yeah. was looking at anything. I think she was well, just. Well, she had her. Well, that's true, but she had her screen up. It right. almost made it look like she may have been watching something. She, may, she may have been, but I think she just wanted to cry. And like it's, she's trying to process her grief in her own way. So she's got all this other stuff going on. And so she is, I mean, it's like Tom says, she's scheduling her grief. I mean, she's, yeah. she doesn't know what else to do. She doesn't know when, she can't let her guard down because look, she's already in, in the world that she lives in, especially in the political landscape of the world that she lives in. The female perspective is not nearly as valued. It is not right. cared for as much. And if, you know, if, especially if she were to let people know that she's pregnant, she's you know she has to announce that when it's beneficial for her because otherwise it's going to be seen as a weakness from a lot of those people. Like they can use that against her. So she's just trying to find time to kind of process this all this whole thing. And Sarah Snook, she has been phenomenal. And like I said, is, what what I think they've done so well with her is like the first season, I felt like they they were going to just kind of make her a side character. And the more that they kind of developed that character, and the more they saw they saw that Sarah Snook was really understood this character and really had a lot to add. That's when they put her more yeah. as a integral part, just like Roman and Kendall, because it really felt like at the beginning because she did she's never had that much to do with the actual business until season right. three, I guess. And they brought her in, and she is she is really cooking whenever she's given the opportunity. Yeah, you're right though. She is uh man, she she's really good. Uh I think, you know, you could look at who has the the best prospects of a career. She's right at the top, you know, yeah. going forward after the show ends cuz oh, yeah. I, I I think we'll be seeing a lot of her. Yeah, I think I think we'll be seeing a lot of her too. And just like I said, the stuff that she's doing in this, she is displaying a lot of power she's displaying a lot of confidence she's displaying a lot of a lot of uh erraticness as well i mean the mm-hmm. whole like oh, yeah. 
let's play Bitey in the middle of this party where you're. What the hell? (laughs) That was pretty much my exact reaction when I when I when she brings this up and she explains the game to Tom and like so they're about to just start biting each other in the middle of like this crowd of people and that's exactly what they do they start biting each other like and she lost and she lost yeah like she says you made me feel something for the first time Uh, oh god that was. My, my wife, uh, Kim, next to us was like, ouch! <laughs> in, in many ways. <laughs> in many yeah, ways, yeah, ouch. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, like I said, it's just, a, it's just a weird dynamic, and we've already talked about this, but the, the dynamic she has with Tom right now, that basically yeah. they're they seem to have found some type of connection again, which is great for them, but it's yeah. how healthy is it actually? Man, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't think it is at all. I mean, you can't. Probably not. You can't put a relationship based on insults, and, uh, insults and biting, and like, and, and, and almost sleeping with someone else that gets the other person excited. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 something. I I, I thought it was interesting too when she actually asked for Tom's, you know, uh, advice about right. like, what do you think about Madsen? And he's like. Well, I guess I gotta like him. You hate me and so right. you <laughs> Yeah, I mean, look, Tom is very practical. Here's one of the, my favorite parts of this, and the scene where he's where he's basically going over this, and she said, and he says, "I still love you" or something along those lines, and she says, "Well, you shouldn't have betrayed me." Yeah. I love the this scene from Tom because Tom says, "You know, I was basically from the moment I met you, you didn't let me in. You." You put me between you and your father, and I like my job. I like my watches. I like my suits. I like all this stuff. And, you know, I had to pick. He's basically saying I had to pick either love or I had to pick my stuff. And he's like, and he's just being perfectly honest with you. I want my stuff. I want my money. That's He yeah. says, I love money. And, and, you know, and she's just looking at him like, okay, that's really shallow. That's really offensive. And he calls around and he says well okay then if you think it's so if you think that's so horrible then come live in a a, a shack in the woods with me and she's like right. uh, she's not willing to do it so she, yeah. she like i said, love this tom has I, been I very like interesting yeah tom has been yeah. just so interesting this season because he has been portrayed to the first three seasons as kind of this person who just clings on to whoever butt kissing cl- yeah butt yeah. kissing clings on to whoever he can he still is doing that to a certain extent yeah but he is but now that the person who provided him the ultimate protection is gone he's trying to maneuver himself but he's also he's also being much more forward and he is standing up for himself quite a bit much more he is and you know like you said He's he was a Midwestern farm boy that had nothing. He's right. like, I like this money and I don't want to lose it. Now I will say he is losing something. Greg is all <laughs> over Kendall. Yeah, I, I, I like we I like the first five yeah. episodes. Greg has been kind of weird. I, I haven't really liked what yeah. they've done with him this season. We got back to to the the old Greg in this episode. Yeah, I love this Greg where he's just like. I mean, the moment the, the, he calls, he asks, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll call the, he's trying to call Living Plus Tech, and he's like, uh, we've had houses for a, a long time now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I love this version of Greg where he's just kind of like this kind of bumbling, goofball character. Uh, and but and we got Going back, to the winning team. Yeah, going to the winning team. And then we kind of got back to the old Tom and Greg interactions t- tonight, yeah. and I love yeah. those. 
Well, uh, you also noticed that Tom, I mean, excuse me, Greg was insulting Tom. Yes, he was. Because mm-hmm. he was like, well, this is good. Your speech was terrible. <laughs> Your speech was terrible. <laughs> Tom just looked at him like, what? No, why, no, why would you say that? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was that was fantastic. But, uh, yeah, so, like I said, the Sarah the Sarah Snook stuff in this uh, with Shiv, I thought she was, I thought she was fantastic. Uh, yeah. I think the other two are really good. And let's go ahead and talk about them real quick. All right, so let's go ahead and talk before we get to Kendall because I want to save Kendall for last. Let's talk about Roman in this episode because Roman, like we said a second ago, he's really going through it in yeah. in this episode. And I got something stuck in my throat real quick. Hold on. Well, who who fires Jerry and Annabeth Gish? I'm going to say it again. What is just a monster? Well, what's and interesting? Dumb. Well, we'll talk about Annabeth. <clears throat> I'm going to talk about Annabeth Gish in a second, but I want to talk about Jerry because this is the second time he's actually had to fire her. Yeah. And it's interesting the dynamic that he did it the first time. The first time he was doing it on the orders of his father, and he absolutely hated it. It made him sick. Yeah. That's what led to the, the phone call that he gives to his father, and he leaves that voice message right before he dies. And Roman is just, and he's just torn up completely by this. And now it's when Jerry is kind of basically treating him like a child and right. doesn't and isn't showing him any type of respect. Because look. Has Roman earned the respect? No, he has not. Absolutely not. <laughs> but you still—I mean, this is also this is a this is a a mistake on Jerry's part as well because even though he hasn't earned that respect, even though he hasn't done what he's supposed to, he's still the CEO. You can't treat him like this. Yeah, she probably should have played a little bit better. It's hard to lie to him, but she should have done some kind of massaging. I mean, even Carl, who insults Kendall right. and threatens him at the end, goes, I knew this guy was something special. Right. <laughs> Carl is so, like the most Weasley yeah. person on this entire show. Right. So you probably need to pull some some of that, Jerry, but the problem is they have such an interesting right. like relationship and there's probably part of Jerry that thinks that's what he wants to hear is the insults because of reality. He kind of does, but right. for some reason at that moment he didn't. Roman's a weirdo. It's hard to figure him out all the time because, you know, she he loved Jerry being right. mean to him, you know, most of the time. Well, I think what has changed now at this point, he needs to feel like he can be his father. He's and, the boss. Yeah, he's the dad. And he needs to feel like that's a possibility for him. And the one person who I think he wanted to hear that from more than anybody else is Jerry. And Jerry isn't telling him that. And Jerry doesn't feel like, I mean, she's not even, she's not even being like shy about it. She's, she literally comes out because she, he says, I need you to believe that I can be like my dad. And she says, do I need to believe it or do I just need to say it? And like, that's when he just kind of goes over the edge with her. Uh, And this whole interaction starts because, they have he has this meeting with Annabeth Gish, who plays Joy, who is the the CEO of Waystar Studios, and they have this meeting because apparently the movie that uh, what is it called Calypsotron? is that what it's called? That sounds right. Whatever it is, it's it's a, it's a disaster. Yeah, it's a disaster, and so he's having this meeting with the studio executive, and Joy is played by Annabeth Gish. and she is basically you know trying to smooth over these waters with him. But then, while and he's basically telling her, you know, it's fine. Do whatever. We just want to have some great movies. We want to have we want to have hits coming out. I mean, we want the hit pump needs to be pumping, as as he and Kendall were saying. But this is one of the things that I think this is just showing where he and his father 
would be so different because look, he's in Hollywood now. He's in Los Angeles. Hollywood, Los Angeles, they are liberal. They are very liberal places and he runs a very conservative network, a very conservative company. He doesn't understand that he's got to kind of address these concerns that these people will have because yeah. if you don't address them, then you're going to end up doing something stupid like he does because he just he gets mad because, again, somebody isn't giving him the respect that he feels like he needs or he deserves. because he, she, call, she calls him a big old Nepo baby is what she did. Basically is what she did, yeah. She calls him a Nepo baby for the most part. And he doesn't want to hear any of and so he fires her. And this is going to cause problems. Like, I don't know how much they're actually going to visit this in in remaining episodes. Maybe they will. Maybe they yeah. won't. But it's what I think it's this whole scene, this whole sequence of events is trying to show us is he's trying desperately to be like his father. But he no matter how it doesn't matter how many people he fires, doesn't matter how many people he cusses out, how many people he, he goes toe to toe with. He's never going to get the, that same respect that his father yeah. got because he's just not his dad. Yeah, he's not as bad. I mean, like, there's nothing about him that's intimidating. Right. He's a weirdo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's just, he hasn't earned the respect that his father had. Right. And his father, let's just be real honest with you. He and his he and his brother are probably you know he's not even buried yet and he's probably already really over his grave uh, because they're already screwing up left and right with, with oh, this yeah. company that that yeah. has been left to them. And they're, 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 that's kind of, that's one of the things I think I like about this episode so much is we get we do get Logan back we do get Brian Cox back but it's in this weird show form yeah. more so than anything else but we get him back but it just goes to show even though he, he's dead and they haven't even buried him yet they haven't even had the funeral yet at this point they are all still desperately trying to get his approval yeah and it's just trying to show that the. the they couldn't get it when he's alive, but then they're still trying to get it when he's dead, and it's just this uphill climb that they're never, ever going to be able to actually mount. Yeah, but only one of them, again, seems okay, and it's Kendall. Yeah. I do wonder if he is okay. And look, let's talk, let's talk about Kendall. So Kendall, for most of this episode, he was just kind of like a, a bystander for the most part. Yeah. I mean, he's just saying all these just like, these oh he's doing God. the typical Kindle thing where he's saying click words and uh or yeah. uh what's the word I'm like looking for? Jargon. Yeah, jargon, word. thank you. Buzzwords, jargon. He's saying this because what he his plan is basically I want to drive the price up with I want to drive the price up of the company so much that he just won't be able to afford it and they and no everybody knows that Madsen won't be able to afford it. So this is his this is his big plan and he's trying to do this at this investor day, which is basically an Apple Microsoft type yeah. product reveal day. He's he's basically doing that. And yeah, it's like Steve Jobs used to like right. his big reveal. Yeah, and they and they still do that too today. Yeah, yeah. Tim Cook still does yeah, that. Yeah, so he's they're still doing all that stuff today. And that's what they're trying that's what that's the event they're trying to give us they're trying to give us that same type of feel and we'll get to that speech at the end but what they're trying to do is just drive at the price and kendall is basically saying let's just make up numbers <laughs> I mean, oh he's God. like saying let's just let's just say whatever we want to say and the guy that he's sitting there talking with i don't know what his role actually was but he's some type of financial guy and he's trying to make kendall understand that 
you can't just say it's these numbers because that has ramifications. That has all kinds right. of ramifications. You can't just go out and say that. And Kendall's just like, I mean, he literally tells the guy who's supposed to build him a house in one day. Uh, we don't say no. We don't say yeah. no. Uh, he's just kind of unhinged at this point. He thinks just because he says do it, people can do it. He doesn't understand because he's never... I mean, he's had this silver spoon his entire life. He doesn't understand right. what, if you want something done, somebody has to actually make it happen, and that's just not always going to be the case. Yeah, and as I, I alluded to this last week, whoever wrote this episode, I don't know if it was Jesse, Jesse Armstrong or not, they were a huge fan of This Is Spinal Tap, because mm-hmm. the first half of this is, Kendall is Nigel on that, where the guy's <laughs> building a set, and he's screaming about, like, the, the design and stuff and and the guy didn't know the difference between feet and inches and so right. the set ends up being very small <laughs> but that's what felt like kendall was doing yeah like, it did. but then like kendall at the end you know delivers in his speech because that's one thing he's actually good at uh but like uh it was just i was getting in, like i said anxiety watching it because right. i was like God, he's going to screw up again. Because it feels like we've watched Kendall screw up over and over again. And it felt like this was another time. But he he, he changed, man. He turned us. Well, what I like about the speech is when he's giving the presentation at the at the Investor Day thing. And when he's doing this, one of the things I like about this, this is a, it's a microcosm of just who Kendall actually is. Because there are times that that speech when he is awful, I mean, there yeah, are times yeah. when he is just absolutely awful. When he's uh, um, big t- shoes, yeah. When it, big shoes, he says that about fifteen different times, and then he brings on his father in this weird, uh, like video thing that he's supposed to be interacting well, he, with him. He on. made a joke that was kind of funny, though. Yeah, it was kind of funny, and but it was just, it was still, it was, weird, it was still just weird. I mean. The fact that it would be one thing if like he had died like two years ago and they're doing this when he's had time right. to process everything. Everybody knows that he hasn't really had a moment to deal with this, so that just comes across as weird. But once he kind of gets into actually talking about the product, he soars. I mean, yeah, he really well, he's does. Good at BSing and using buzzwords. Yes, he is. He's very good at that, and that's what that's basically what this product presentation is. And sometimes he gets a little. And again, he sometimes gets a little off track because he's getting ready to promise eternal life to people who yeah, come oh to God. and who come to this this property. And uh, I'm still not even sure. Is it like the villages in Florida? It kind of. It's basically it's geared towards older people. It's like a retirement home, yeah. from what I from what I have gathered on on this thing. It's it's basically like a retirement home where older people come and their 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 health is like their primary concern. So it's not. And they get exclusive ATM content. Yes, they get the, which is always what everybody wants. Uh, yes, but the entire time, ever since the, when this episode first starts, because. Lucas, uh, not Lucas, Madsen, I guess it is Lucas. Uh, Madsen is yeah. on, is hearing about this. He, he wants no part of it. He wants no part of real estate. And he's wondering, he's trying to get the Shiv to, he's trying to be, get Shiv to be the inside person to give him information on this to see, so she can stop it, so she can do whatever. And Shiv is playing very coy with him about it. But in the middle of giving the, giving this, uh, giving this speech as Madsen is watching it, he tweets out uh, with he tweets out uh, Doderick McFray, and if you don't know the reference here, because everybody if they they do a pretty good job of selling this, 
they know it's offensive. They talk about uh, Nazi. Did, were you aware of what they were doing with this? I knew that he had said something offensive, and what a shocker that Matson is a racist. <laughs> I mean. All right, so let me, if you don't understand what it is, let me go ahead and explain it to you. So the uh, basically... Yes, please explain it so you're the one who gets on some Google list and not the rest of us. Uh, but basically what it is, it's Dominic Montfrey, I think is how it is pronounced. But what it was in, uh, in a lot of the concentration camps, because basically what he's doing, he's trying to compare... He's comparing these uh, these homes to concentration camps is what he's trying to do. Okay. And uh, Frey, the the slogan that he's taking off from was Arbit, I think is the how you, I, I'm not German, so I'm, I'm, I apologize if I'm screwing this up. Arbit Frey, which means work will set you free, and this was the slogan that was put on many of the concentration camps as the Jews were being herded off to them. Uh, work will set you free, and this is where that most of them end up dying. Uh, and he puts Doldrick Mockfrey, which is this. The, it's a very subtle thing that they do, and I love what Jesse Armstrong is because he shows very quickly this like movie like advertisement outside the the theaters they're going in for Doldrick, which is this animated movie that the studio is getting ready to yeah. do. So. Like I said, if you don't catch it, you're not really sure where this is coming from. But he's associating their studio, this new uh, cartoon that they've got coming out, and like pulling in this this Hitler imagery. And of course, obviously, this is going to now. It feels like Madsen is trying to screw this whole right, thing up. So right. I don't, I don't know where they're going. Does he really want this deal anymore? What does he yeah, want? Yeah, that was what I was wondering. Because now he ends up deleting the tweet. Right. You know, obviously. tweets are always uh, there's <laughs> there, always there's a, always screenshots. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I was thinking the same thing. Um, it will be interesting to see with the aftermath because you know they're a company that you know kind of ignores Nazi type behavior right and fascism but when it's that obvious yeah when it's that obvious and, uh, you know what do you do what's what's the aftermath that will be interesting okay so I'll, I'll do a little quick research so uh, another Doderick do you remember Doderick we've actually seen Doderick before in this in this show do you remember who Doderick was Go all the uh, way back to the very first Greg. episode. Greg was that was the mask the, he was wearing yeah, 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 that he threw yeah. up in. Uh, like I said, so that's an interesting callback to go all the way back to oh that. Uh, but like I said, I, I don't know what Matson is thinking at this point. Uh, and apparently, if you watch the coming up next week thing, he, he's playing a huge part in in the next yeah. episode as well. Uh, but there's like. It feels like both of them are trying to screw up the deal at this point, and it, this kind of feels like where the collapse of the entire company may be coming from. I don't know. I, it, I know, and it was so interesting. So, like, before Kendall did a good job, I was thinking, okay, so this is the episode where these two start the downfall, mm-hmm. uh, and I meant these two, I meant Roman and, and Kendall, of this company just taking. Right. And, but I was like, no, Kendall ends up saving it. So that was interesting that, you know, that turn happened that it didn't go like the way you you fully expected but you yeah. know there's still four more episodes right there are there's there's definitely four more episodes and they plenty always, more time for Kendall and Roman to screw up plenty uh, I thought it was interesting the way Carl reacts when he gets them because he basically threatens yeah. Kendall going into it but they have this video where Greg like goes to this Hollywood guy and like basically says oh, find a way to make him say this thing that he t- oh, excuse me to make Logan say this thing that he does not actually say. And for the guy, look, he did it. It, it looked yeah. and sounded pretty good in terms of uh, that editing that takes place on there. But that's a huge part in this is when he, they have this video of Logan saying, 
we think it could double the earnings because if you have Kindle saying it, it's one thing. If you have Logan Roy saying it, it's right. another thing. And like I said, the the fact that Carl comes seems to be like enthusiastic about this and he's not threatening him anymore. I thought that was a very interesting because he understands that if Logan says that, then even if the numbers don't match and they don't really seem to suggest that at all, that obviously tells Carl that his Logan's words, though Logan saying those words has weight and it can actually carry uh, some value. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, uh, really good episode. Really, yeah, in- intriguing stuff that we saw in this from from all three siblings, from from Matson as well. Uh, Alexander oh, Skarsgård, yeah. getting him fully involved in the season has just uh, been phenomenal. What a gift! Yes. What a gift he is. Yes, he is. He's been absolutely phenomenal. It's been a joy to watch him kind of basically take on Logan Roy's role at this point. So, all right. Uh, anything else we want to talk about, or are we ready to do our awards? I think we're ready. For I think the awards. Ready. I think we're ready too. All right. Here on the Main Attraction Podcast, when we are covering a season of a television show, we like to do three weekly awards. Up first, we have our Tyrion Lannister, our MVP for the week. Who is your MVP for this week? You know, we've talked about Jeremy Strong is obviously going to be one. I think you got to add Sarah Snook. I think she was phenomenal this episode as well. She was. The only thing that even made you like, the only time I ever stopped to consider somebody else was when Jeremy Strong was giving his speech yeah. on, on the Investor Day performance. That was the only time I even considered anybody else. But for the most part in this episode, Sarah Snook was just absolutely owning this episode. They, yeah. And credit to the the to Jesse Armstrong and everybody associated with this with this show because it was pretty obvious that they wanted this to be her episode. Right. And it absolutely was. And it's not just because it was written that way. It's because she performed it that way. It's because everybody kind of deferred to her. I thought it was just phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, next is the Agatha All Along, the best scene of the week. What was your best scene? It's got to be Kendall's presentation because it was a roller coaster <laughs> yeah. of, of, of emotions, of events. I mean, it was great. Yeah, there was a bunch I was going with. I was thinking about to start with. I thought about starting with the scene between her and Matson at the very beginning. Yeah. I was thinking about her and the two brothers when she's basically calling them on the carpet about how the how the meeting with Matson went in in Norway. Uh, I like was, the I like the scene of Roman telling. Uh, Kendall that he has fired Jerry and yeah, Joy, and he's like, well. "Hey man, whatever." <laughs> yeah, Kendall's like, "Hey, let's just do it. Let's. It sounds good. Feels yeah. good." And that's what, who Kendall Who's is. Next, Carl. <laughs> uh, that was a good one as well. But yeah, I think you're right. I think the the investor day me the investor day presentation with Kendall giving his speech. I think that is the the scene of the week. So. If you count the king, you best not miss your best line. There, I've got a few that I went with. There, there are several here. I think Tom Womgans finally made me feel something. I that mean, was a good one. Geez. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll say, uh, I went ahead and went with, um, can I just say, I think it's hard to make houses seem like tech because we've had houses for a while now from Greg. That was, <laughs> that a good was, one. that uh, was so good. Uh, I liked, I'm worried Rome. He's got that gleam in his eyes. No, that was a good one. Uh, another one I put down, uh, right after Kendall has watched, the video of his father and he basically calls his uh children effing idiots uh, kendall yes. says that's a valentine's card that was a good one uh he says that's a valentine's <laughs> card good to see you dad yeah that was all that was a good one uh one from roman when he's giving his speech at the beginning when kendall's giving his speech at the beginning and it's going really poorly roman says if i cringe any harder i might become a fossil uh, so that was yes. a good one uh so lots of good ones in this one 
Uh, all right, so let's go ahead and get to our rating. At the top of our rating list is a Game of Thrones. At the beneath the Game of Thrones is a loss. Middle of the road for us is a Friends. Beneath the Friends is a Full House, and bottom of the barrel for us is a Baywatch. I'm assuming we're both sticking at Game of Thrones. Yeah, we're still Game of Thrones, and yeah. let me tell you, they're gonna have to really screw up that finale <laughs> to not land the Game of Thrones. Yeah, I'll, I'll be really surprised. And I don't see them happen. Yeah. I, I don't see it happen. I don't see it happening either. So, All right. Before we head off, uh, we are going to be giving you some recommendations, some things that we have watched or some things that we would like to pass along to you. Uh, what do you got for us this week? Yeah, I got a couple. Um, last episode of Barry. Did you watch it? I haven't had a chance to watch any Barry yet. Okay. They have a cameo and is one of the funniest seats i've ever seen (laughs) i had to watch it multiple times i laughed so hard uh it was in episode three of barry uh don't look at imdb or anything because i don't want to give it away but i'm telling you it is absolutely hilarious you you will love it uh i also watched the diplomat with carrie russell okay really good really good i i thoroughly enjoyed that if you like the night agent i think you will like okay, that cool so it's very good uh also i watch on peacock champions it's that movie with with woody harrelson oh, yeah, I want to watch that. where he's like the special olympics coach right really good yeah I want to watch got a that. lot of it's it's the fairly brothers are are the directors mm. but it's got a lot of heart it's got a lot of humor right. You know, it's it, it will make you feel good. So I would definitely recommend that as well. Yeah, I, I want to watch it. I'm going to watch it this weekend. It's on Peacock. Yeah, we're at, we're at state testing time for my school, so I'm, my time has been much limit more limited yeah. than it normally is um, because of that. I've really only, I've got two, but it's really only kind of one. So uh, the first thing I'm going to be recommending is the second season of Sweet Tooth has come out on Netflix. I've, I haven't watched all of it. I, I'm like I said, I haven't had a chance to watch much of anything, but I did watch the first two episodes. The first two episodes are fantastic. If you don't know what Sweet Tooth is, if you're not familiar with it, it's a Netflix show. The first season came out in 2021. Uh, it's basically about it's another pandemic show. Uh, this disease like takes over the world, like kills like 98 percent of the population. Uh, but at the same time as this disease shows up on planet Earth, children are being born as hybrids that are half animal, half person, half half animal, half human. Uh, and what's great about this show, one of the things I like about it so much is. You have these children who are who are just as cute as they can be because they have these, you know, they're part animal. Like the main character mm-hmm. is part deer, and so he's got these cute little ears yeah. with the antlers. So it's you got that cute stuff going on. But at the same time, you've got like this really dark, demented stuff where like the people because the the humans hate them because they they believe that the reason that this pandemic is here because of the hybrids because they showed up at the same time. And, like, you'll have these people who will, like, hunt them and, like, you don't see them killing these kids, but you'll see them, like, have trophies that they wear or something oh. like that. And so, you have this really weird, dark, demented stuff going on. It's, it's really great at just showing completely different tonal, uh, tonal stuff. Uh, it's got Anzo, I can't remember his last name. Uh, he was the voice of the uh, vegetarian pizza in the most recent Mandalorian. Uh, and he also was in the most recent episode of Ted Lasso. He played oh, yeah. Sam's dad. Sam's dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. he's in it. He's, he's one he of the main He was in Game of Thrones, too. He's, he's oh, that's really right. Good. Yeah, he was in Game of Thrones. I forgot about him being in that. So uh, really good. Like I said, this second season has been absolutely, what I've seen anyway, uh, the first two episodes, has been absolutely phenomenal. Now, my other recommendation. 
So yesterday, my wife was, uh, it was early in the morning, it was about 8 o'clock in the morning. She's flipping through, looking for something to watch, and she ends up landing on TLC. Guys, don't watch TLC. <laughs> don't watch TLC. Look, if you love this type of stuff, she ends up watching, like, I think the, the show was uh, um, My Big Fat Gypsy Wedding, I think, or something oh, like that. God. And she's watching it, and, like, I don't think she was enjoying it, but she couldn't stop watching it. Remember when TLC was like home improvement shows only that were fun? Well, TLC, you know what it originally stood for, right? The Learning the Channel. The Learning Channel. It's not uh, that anymore. No. Uh, like, I don't, I, I don't get, like, and like I said, she watched it and she watched like two hours of this show on like, and she because she just couldn't stop watching. She sat there and said, "This is awful." And like, then why are you watching? And she's like, "I, I, I can't stop. I mean, I just can't yeah, stop." That's why, that's why you can't watch those shows. It's why you can't watch them because I was normally like my wife watches. She doesn't watch a whole ton of shows, but she watches what her show right now is Blue Bloods. I actually kind of like Blue Bloods. It's it's actually kind of yeah, I can see that. Yeah, there's yeah. some there's some nuance to that to that show that mm-hmm. a lot of those types of shows don't normally give, but. So like I said, I can kind of watch it, but when she started watching it, I was like, I can easily find something else to do while you're watching this. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, you they're getting ready to switch HBO Max to just Max at the end of, oh, of May. God. And I can understand why the people at HBO don't want their name to be associated because this is going to be on Max. Oh yeah. TLC yeah. is a part of the Discovery channel of stations or whatever. And so it like I said, I can see them saying we don't want our name to be associated with that. So I get yeah. it. So yeah. all right. Uh I guess that's about it for us for this week. Anything else you want to add? Appreciate everyone joining us and we will talk to you next time. I would echo those same sentiments, and as always, until next time, may all of your entertainment dreams come true.